everyone. Welcome back to Mess um, MLS. I am Rachel. And I am Melissa. And we are sisters. That's right. We decided we can't get that thing linked up together. So I'm just going to say it. <laughs> <We'll figure> it <laughs> <out>. <laughs> Every time we listen, we're like, what is happening? Okay, oh, we'll just mean. scratch that. <laughs> we are a mess nonetheless. <laughs> we are a mess nonetheless. That is true. So I hope everyone's doing great. I don't know what it's like where you're at, but in Minnesota right now, it is like the most gorgeous fall week ever. My windows are open. Smells amazing. It's beautiful. Rachel, what's the weather like in Arizona? It's finally dipped into the eighties. <laughs> We're going to be on the same page today because Minnesota is actually going to be in the eighties today. Yeah. <laughs> that will be the last day. So today anyway, we're talking about when we feel judged. And yep. we have like a whole lot to say about this, mm-hmm. specifically Melissa. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to pass it off to her in a little bit, but before I do, um, I'm going to kind of intro so that she doesn't feel bad doing it because it's about me being a judgmental human. <laughs> Actually, before we go, I want to share first where I struggled with judging people. So oh, let's okay. Okay. Let's start with that. Okay. So I'm, there's three area or three directions. I'm going to come at this from, I said that awkwardly, you'll figure it out as we go. So the first thing is, um, I want to talk about is when we judge other people. So (laughs) I've been sharing with Rachel, which she said her and Joey did the same thing. So I'm like, it makes me wonder how many of us do this when we are young, especially when we're like newlyweds or dating our serious partner, whatever is, um, So when Bill and I first got married, we would find that we would judge people about the dumbest things. I mean, it was such, I I don't even really know how to go into examples because it seems so silly, but I, we might go to someone's house and then leave and be like, why would they decorate like that? Like, that just seems like a weird way to decorate or like, why do they treat each other like that? Or why do you think that they would spend money on that? Or why, like, we would just talk about the people we were with and probably I don't know, maybe six months or a year into our marriage, who knows, maybe four years. I I can't remember, but we started being like, we feel yucky every time we are with people we love, right? People you want to spend time with. Yes. Like friends and family and people who are genuinely like we're seeking out, hanging out with you. And then we would leave and have all these yucky thoughts and yucky things to chat about. And then we would like feed off of each other and it would get bigger and bigger. And so I remember one time being like, okay, Lord, I really want to actually know where I am approved to judge people. (laughs) Tell me what I can and cannot judge. What's allowed? allowed? (laughs) Yep. Cause I thought, well, if I just know what I can judge, then I will just stick to those things to talk about people behind their (laughs) backs. Can anybody guess where this is going? (laughs) (laughs) So I spent a lot of time looking up every Bible verse I possibly could find about judgment. And guess what I found? What did you find? (laughs) We are not supposed to judge anybody about anything. Gasp. (laughs) I'm like, dun, dun, dun. I had no idea. (laughs) So it was so very clear. Matthew says, do not judge or you will be judged. I'm like, Ooh, I don't want to be judged. So Luke says, do not judge and you won't be judged. I'm like, okay, I'm hearing it. So Bill and I talked and he didn't like the feeling either. He's like, I, I feel like we're just gross. And so we had to challenge each other to be very intentional about when we would leave any kind of gathering where we just talked about the wonderful things about the people we had just been with and what we were proud of them about or what, and it's so gross. And we haven't, we haven't really struggled with that for years and years, but that was a big part of our conversations when we first got married. Yeah. Ours too. <laughs> and it was the same thing. Like we felt super convicted. It was definitely like for us, I think a couple of years, but, um, 
it, we were like, this is gross. I don't want to be. And yeah, it just doesn't feel right. Like that's what sin does inside of you. It just doesn't sit mm-hmm. right. Um, I did not go to the Bible to ask because I knew the answer. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know who's the whole doing it between us. Cause you went to the Bible, but I already knew the answer. <laughs> Well, I assumed I knew, but I thought that there might be some gray. The Bible has a lot of gray in it. And there I was, are the loopholes is what you, mm-hmm. that's basically what I was looking for. And there was no gray. <laughs> well, and when Melissa, okay. So Melissa and I are over five years, five years apart and her, I'm husband, the older one. Yeah. She's older than me. And her husband is two years older than her. So, right. We're like over seven years apart. Mm-hmm. And, um, she got involved in a relationship with Bill when she was 18. So I was like 13, 12 and mm-hmm. a half. Mm-hmm. <laughs> only I could do the math faster. I think 12 and a half is the answer. If only I knew how to subtract five. No, and a half. (laughs) I was trying to subtract the half. That's where it gets me. 12 and a half. Yes. (laughs) 18 minus five. Yeah. (laughs) Half makes it 12 and a half. And so I was literally like this little tiny child and Bill had never had a sister. And so he just like loved me and was like, so good to me as a big brother. And I did not have a great relationship with our old of my older brother. We have a brother between us at that time. And he knows that. And he's like, came to me, you know, later and was like, I'm sorry, I wasn't that great. So Bill was just like this amazing big brother. Um, and Melissa and I were good friends, even though we were so far apart in age. And the thing is, is that like, they scooped me up and like treated me like an equal, which is a beautiful gift. Um, unfortunately I took that on as I'm an adult and I acted like an adult and I was a kid and I was judging them, not maybe at 12 and a half, but easily by the time no. 15, 16, 17, 20, 21, 27, all the years. <laughs> and what I realized was a long time after that, I judged them all the time. I questioned everything they did. And I'm a three in the Enneagram. And unfortunately we can often think our way is the best way because we are efficient people and our systems make so much sense to us. We've talked about that in a different episode and I was young and I was immature. And so I, I judged them all the time. Um, and Melissa knew it before I did. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And she had to put down like some hard yeah, like rules in our relationship. And so that's kind of how like our thing with judgment being judged or judging others has started. And so I'll let you take over Melissa, but I, that's kind of the backstory of judgment in our relationship. Yep. So I'm going to share a little bit about what that looked like on my end, because it was, um, a lot of years and it was very painful. And, um, so I am wired to have grace for people. It's very easy for me to give you all sorts of grace and believe the best in you, which and I'm is fine to have all the grace for myself. Yes. Rachel's very good at having all the grace for herself. <laughs> so Rachel got grace from herself and from me. It was a great it was a total for win for me. <laughs> <clears throat> and so, but what that can do is that then I sometimes, especially when I was younger, this is something I've learned to do is maybe didn't put up a boundary around myself when it should have been done. And, um, and then it hurts, it can hurt me. And so I could have, I want to clarify here that Rachel hurt me so severely that I actually basically severed our relationship for over a year. Like I, I, um, Bill and I struggled financially for years in our marriage. It was not because we were not hard workers. Um, Bill was an over the road truck driver. I mean, he worked 80 to hundred hours a week. Like he couldn't have worked anymore. And I took on as many weddings as I possibly could, but we had five little kids at home at one point. And Um, and so I, I know that Rachel and Joey really struggled to understand why we couldn't to them, like get our act together financially. And for us, we were just like making ends meet every single, like we had dimes, like, how can we make these dimes stretch into a dollar? And, 
and we lived by the most strictest budget. Like when I would go to the grocery store, I would be like, okay, I literally have $93 and 47 cents. Like that's how, and I would make out a list ahead of time. Cause I knew how much everything costs in the store. And I would write next to it. How much did I, how much, okay. I need four loaves of bread because of blah, blah, blah. Okay. It's going to cost this much. And then I would get to the end and I'd be like, shoot, I have $110 worth of groceries. So I would have to go back through and remove $12 and however many seconds of groceries. Oh, who can't do math now? Because <laughs> I said a stupid number, like 47 cents. <laughs> and um, anyways, and so, I mean, we were very, very, very careful. Our dates for years would look like we would hire a babysitter for one hour and we would go to a coffee shop and split a cup of coffee <laughs> because that's what we, we could pull together about $15 to do that. And every once in a while. And, and the reason I'm sharing that is because it's easy to be, you know, without any context, it would be easy to be like, well, Bill most were stupid with their money. Of course, Rachel and Joey would be judgmental of them. And I'm not saying we always made great decisions. I'm of course, I mean, we were young when we got married, I was 20, he was 22. Like we didn't always make great decisions, but we didn't make detrimental decisions that would have put us in a place where we struggled for years. But, um, that was where we lived and it kind of felt like there was a spotlight on us for a lot of years within our, within our families. And, um, cause no one else struggled the way we did. And it just was always whatever. It's always right there all the time. And so, um, they're just, it, it became a, a day, just kind of a daily and a weekly and a yearly thing between Rachel and I, where she would be very verbal and vocal about how she felt about the way we did things or didn't do things. And at that time in our life, she wasn't, you know, she, God has just made her this beautiful, kind, gentle person, even though she still has her three in her that she talks about, but she's just become very good at asking questions in a loving way. (laughs) What did you say? The three is not all bad. (laughs) Right. But I'm saying you talk about that sometimes from the harsh standpoint or like the, you know, set in stone standpoint. But at that point in our life, her question asking was more like being shot with a machine gun. (laughs) They would just, her questions would come at me one after another. And they felt they, they were just very harsh and they were clearly not from a loving standpoint, right? Rachel, at that point, it was from, well, like- I thought, I thought it was loving. That's the mm-hmm. thing is that I thought it was loving. Cause I was like, I can help you make this better. Mm-hmm. And obviously I wasn't a young, I wasn't a teenager through all of this. Like I was right. in my early twenties at some point and mm-hmm. maybe my mid twenties, but so it really did feel like a loving thing and never, I never asked God, like, is it okay to ask her these questions? Like, mm-hmm. it, do I have a judgmental like tone or heart or Ben, if, if I had asked him those questions, he would have convicted me and I would have shut my mouth, but I never asked him. And so in my mind, it just felt loving. And so that's the unfortunate thing is that I honestly thought my questions were loving. And I have people in my life who do that. They ask a lot of pelted questions and it's like, I know they think they're being loving, but it feels very judgmental. And so, Mm -hmm. yeah, I was judging, but I didn't realize that I was judging. Sometimes I did. Sometimes I straight up knew, but a lot of times it's like, I just really didn't. Yeah. So, and when you're the person who is living in a situation that's painful and somebody is coming at you with questions that are judgmental, it's, it's just a very kind of defeating situation. And I didn't know how to stand up to Rachel at that point, even though she was younger than me. I mean, I knew how to draw boundaries around me in a lot of ways, but at that point I didn't know, I I just didn't know how to be like, you're hurting me, please stop. You know, like we just didn't go down that road until one day I was, I kind of snapped and I was like, I had a, I called her and I was like, I need you to listen to me. I need you not to talk. And I said, I'm drawing a line. You can never judge us again. You can never question my husband again. You never can, you can't, because you have hurt us so much. And, um, and so I'm, I feel emotional about this, not because of my pain anymore. Like we are amazing and we have healed. And, um, it's, I told Rachel before we started the podcast, <laughs> sorry, I said, I feel weird 
talking about you like this. And I didn't even want to share her name. And she's like, oh no, you, we're talking about it. You're going to say that it's have to. You have to share it. People need to know, like, we don't just have this amazing, healthy relationship because it just came that way. Like we have right through the trenches. Like Jesus has done restorative, redemptive work yep. in our hearts and in our relationship and, and in my relationship with Bill, her husband. And yeah. it was like, people, people won't know to keep fighting for their own relationships and their own hearts, mm-hmm. no matter which side they land on, if they can't see the mess before the, right. the goodness. Yep. So, yeah, so I, um, we didn't talk more than just necessary talking, which wasn't super necessary at the time. Cause we lived far apart and weren't in each other's daily lives up so much. And for o- over a year and, and, um, and thankfully, uh, you know, on Rachel's end, she started just seeking out Jesus and was like, okay, what clearly I have done something here to really hurt my sister. And so she took responsibility for that. And, um, I, I, not just me, Bill and I, and like she said, and she, um, it took a lot of conversations. It took a lot of, some were really, really hard and painful and lots of tears. Some, you know, as the, as our healing started happening, both within ourselves and within each other, things would surface, um, where we would said, I would suddenly be really upset about something. And I didn't know why, like, I remember when Rachel was pregnant with, was it Remy? I don't know. And, um, and I was really weird with her during her pregnancy. And one night she's like, what is happening? Like, why are you being so you're kind of like reactive with me. And we realize it's because she had given, she had been hard on me during one of my pregnancies because of anyways, other things. And so I things were fertile and she got mm-hmm. pregnant twice while I was trying to have a baby. And so I was like, I couldn't talk to her. I was like, you can't talk about your pregnancy. And mm-hmm. I didn't judge her for being pregnant. I just couldn't. It was like, I put it like, it's not allowed. It's not on the table. And so in my hurting her, then it would triggered her when I got pregnant yeah. for the second time. And it was, he was my, yeah, it was Remy. It was my third child, my second pregnancy. And, um, and it was like, all of a sudden you were reacting and you didn't even, you yep. didn't even know, but yeah. then we started asking the question because right. that's how you move past triggers. Exactly. So we gave each other permission to be like, okay, to start asking each other those questions or to say like, Rachel gave me permission. She's like, if I'm saying something at you that is feels judgmental, please stop me and say, this is how I'm hearing it. Is this how you mean it? Like, is this what's happening? And so we had to really start like rebuilding kind of from square one and being willing to have some really hard conversations, which have turned into very few hard conversations over the last right. several years. I mean, like one every two years. <laughs> yeah. And even those are just so not a big deal because we just yeah. are like, okay, we've learned how to do this. And so, um, so yeah, so Rachel's judgment at Bill and I was very painful, but it didn't have to be the end of our relationship, but it did need to be addressed. Right. Yes. And we both have had times. I mean, you've had other times too, where you've been judged like completely by other people. And you've had times when you've judged other people. We both have had those. Of course. Um, and so like Melissa said, there was like three, I, did you finish that thought that there's like three ways to come at it? Like one is you were judging. No, I just was going to go through them one at a time. Oh, I see. Okay. So then the mm-hmm. second one would be when we Being judge, mm-hmm. obviously like my, we talked a little bit about that. Like my responsibility in that would have been to ask God, is it okay for me to say this out loud? Um, I actually heard a quote the other day that said something like, um, when we give unsolicited advice, did I say this in our last episode? I don't think so. Okay. I just said this to someone the other day. When we give unsolicited advice, sometimes it's just judgment, like cloaked or whatever, cloaked judgment or mass judgment. Mm -hmm. And it's like, and like, I'm like, oh my gosh. And I just instantly started praying like, Lord, I don't want to do that because, and that's how we, can stop judging people 
it's not going to be like, we just make a decision and we stop doing it. We have to ask God, we have to ask yeah. the Holy Spirit, should I open my mouth now? Or should I keep it closed? And as someone who is constantly opening my mouth, I have to ask a lot and I don't do it all the time. And I do, I mean, I don't, I don't really feel like I struggle with judging people on the regular. Like that's not a normal thing for me anyway, right. but I definitely still say things that don't need to come out of my mouth mm-hmm. and could hurt people do hurt people. And so like, when we are struggling with judging people, like we have the responsibility to go to Jesus every time a judgmental thought comes into our mind mm-hmm. every single time. And if you're struggling with judging somebody, the very best thing you can do for them and for yourself is start praying for them when you start judging them, mm-hmm. because now like your heart is going to soften towards them. Yep. The Holy spirit will start giving you insight into what's going on with them where you're like, Oh my, they need heart from me. Like, or they need um, me to have a soft heart towards them. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. So that's like the second thing is when we're judging. I mean, obviously the Bible is very clear. I mean, it's John eight, seven, like any one of you who's up without sin, be the first to throw stone. It's like any of us, is any of us perfect? No. And you know, it says it constantly do unto others as you'd want them to do to you, you know, and it's just all over the Bible. It is not our place to judge. And so Mm -hmm. if you're struggling and you're like, yeah, that's me. I judge all the time. I'm not like Melissa. I haven't been judged a lot. I'm like Rachel. And I've done a lot of judging. I I challenge you today. Mm -hmm. Ask Jesus where do I need to shut up? Where do I need to yeah. ca- like capture my thoughts, take them captive and put an end to them. And it won't be a one day in, you know, situation. <laughs> this is going to, it could take years, but it will be worth it because you will be a freer person on the other side of that journey. A hundred percent, a hundred percent more joyful, more peaceful, all of that. Yeah. And if you're the one who is being judged and I don't mean feeling judged, that's coming in a little bit, but I mean, like you straight up know you're being judged. Um, just because somebody is saying things to you doesn't mean it's true, but it doesn't mean it's not true. And so the thing that I did, um, with Rachel is that I would take the things she would say, and I would bring them to God and be like, is there truth here? Is there something I need to be dealing with that I'm not? And I'm sure that there was times when he showed me nothing. And I'm sure there's times when he showed me things. I mean, it was so long ago and it was such a long drawn out process. I don't have any examples for that. But when I re- I believe fully <clears throat> that when we go to God with an open heart and an open desire, like an, a literal yearning, like, please show mm-hmm. me where I am wrong. I don't think he's going to leave us hanging. You guys, like if any of my kids come to me and say, mom, I, you know, one of my sister siblings said that I was treating them badly. Can you tell me if they're right? I'm not going to leave them hanging. I'm going to be like, yeah, we ne- we're going to talk about this. I love that you're willing to hear. And so <clears throat> sorry. I just really believe that. Um, he's going to show us. And so if you are the one being judged, you don't have to take it, but don't just dismiss it automatically. Um, definitely we don't have to defend ourselves either. Like we don't have Correct. to defend our choices. We don't have to defend our decisions, your choices and decisions. They are between you and God. Yep. And, and well, and that's something Bill and I had learned is that, so I was the first to get married in my entire big family, like on my mom's on our mom's side, there's a, a hundred of us. And I was the first um, grandchild to get married 70 or 60 on dad's side. I mean, yeah. And I was the first grandchild on that side to get married. And so we had a spotlight on us simply because of that. Mm -hmm. And then we were the first one to have a baby, um, of the first great grandchild on both sides. So then we had a spotlight on us on that. And, um, and then, and so it just, we let people be a part of our decisions way more than we should have. And, um, and so that is something we learned is we had to start pulling back because 
we didn't need to talk through everything with everybody. We didn't need people's approval. We didn't need really, it was between Bill and I and God, but it was really easy to feel like, well, we should talk to our parents and then we should talk to our siblings. And then we should maybe talk to the cousins we're close to, and maybe our grandparents. And you now suddenly everybody feels like they have a say in what we're doing. And so I believe that if we would have been more careful and protective of ourselves, which I share that with my kids, I tell, you know, I have two more like adult ish kids, <laughs> two that are graduated. And, um, and I tell them, I'm like, you are at the age where you have to be, if you're praying about it, you don't need to be confident in your decision. Dad and I might not always agree. And that's okay. You need to stand Dad and I, strong. And grandma and grandpa, aunts and uncles, mm-hmm. like the list mm-hmm. goes on. Yeah. Yep. That's and so, um, so that's a power that we can, we don't need to give to people. Right. Um, Right. Then another thing, another aspect of being judged is, so I had another person in my life who, um, I loved very, very much. And they came to me to unload their guilt of their judgment. So what happened was that they were judging me as a mom, not bill for whatever reason, I'm way better than bill. <laughs> She's not wrong. <laughs> she was just a, I'm just He's a-, a great mom. <laughs> Bill is a fantastic dad, but I, um, was home all the time with my kids then. And basically this person said, I just don't think you're a very intentional mom. I mean, like that was like a stab in the heart. Like I was like, that's all I try to be is intentional. Like, and you think I'm not intentional. And he's like, and this person said, I, you know, I, but I, but I realized I'm wrong. I thought you weren't intentional. I really had a lot of judgment towards you, but I'm, so I'm telling you, I'm sorry. And I'm like, why, why are we, why are you telling me? It's like, I didn't know that you felt that way about me. You already have moved on to realizing that that isn't true. And it was because they were trying to unburden themselves and felt like they needed to confess to me how they had been feeling. And I want you guys to know that if you are having thoughts about someone that are negative and ugly and judgy, and you realize that they're wrong, they don't ever need to know ever because now what happened, Jesus and someone else. Yes. Tell other people that you're struggling with that because what happened is that I was left with this load that I was like, now, okay. And so I, I, I cried and I had to work through that. It took me probably a couple of weeks because I, especially, you know, at, especially when I was younger, I, I wasn't as confident in things about myself. And so I was like, well, wow, if he, even though he said he didn't agree with it anymore, it still was something I was left to deal with. So, um, so and from both sides, so- go back and revisit scenarios and go, well, were you judging me there? Were you ju-? And it's like, right. it's not, you know, and this person is a wonderful person, but wonderful, not something I would like, we would, I would want to do moving forward, knowing how bad it hurt you. Yes, exactly. Um, so then the third thing that we're going to talk about judgment is it is really easy. I think to assume judgment on us, like assume that people are judging us, assume that people have feelings about us that may or may not be true. Um, one of the things that, so my, I have lots of feelings and I have, my feelings can be very big and my feelings can definitely dictate the way that my day goes. So, um, I mean, I remember before I learned how to get a hold of my feelings, I could wake up in the morning and I'd be like, it's going to be a great day. And I have all these things planned. And then we would bounce a check in our checking account. Cause I calculated our account wrong. And I would just want to get back in bed and spend the rest of the day in bed. Cause it, I was so overwhelmed. I, my, it ruined my day. My, the truth of, or the feeling that that thing happened became the truth of my day. Like it literally dictated my day. And, um, I learned a long time ago that feelings don't equal truth, right? They, they very rarely equal truth. Just cause I feel like someone might be mad at me. 
doesn't necessarily, I mean, obviously sometimes that can happen, but they're not automatically truth. And it's really important that we don't just take our feelings and then run with them as truth. And so if you ever are feeling judged by someone in your life, whoever that might be without proof, like you're just feeling it. Yes, Mm -hmm. exactly. Yeah. They're, they haven't said it to you. You just are, you're sensing it or assuming, um, it is really important that you go to them and talk to them because what will happen is that that will, that will plant in you as a truth. And then it's going to grow and fester and become, and it's going to hurt you. And you're going to start reacting to the people that, to that person out. Say that again. Projecting. Yeah, exactly. You're going to reject them. You're going to act. No, not rejecting them. Projecting. You're going to start projecting. projecting. Yeah. You're going to start projecting your feelings onto the relationship and it's going to wreak havoc. It does wreak havoc. And suddenly you're going to have this foundation for this relationship that isn't even necessarily accurate. And so, um, and I just, you know, I used to be a very insecure, I was a very insecure little girl and I was a very insecure teenager. Um, and I was fairly insecure into my twenties. And, um, and so it'd be very easy for me to assume people were talking about me and and judging me and, and, and things like that. And it, I am sure that I did not allow relationships to grow that could have grown simply because I put an invisible wall up around me because I was believing things that there was no proof to. Yeah. Yeah. And I've definitely done that myself. And I've been really convicted of that the last, honestly, like six to eight weeks, Mm -hmm. just how much assumptions can really destroy or Mm -hmm. damage, maybe not destroy, but damage relationships. And it's unhealthy for me. It's unhealthy for the person and it's unhealthy for the relationship. And it's feeding our minds negativity Mm -hmm. and and that's just where the enemy, that's his playground, you know, mm-hmm. and it's just like inviting it in when we make assumptions about what people are thinking. And we have yeah. like one of the best things that you can do in a relationship, I truly believe is to just simply go to the person and be like, Hey, I'm just feeling like maybe you're questioning like my decision to spend mm-hmm. money on this purse or take my family on this vacation, like whatever it is, nobody has the right to like question us. I mean, if I'm doing something wrong, Melissa's doing something wrong. Honestly, that is literally between me and God. Now we're not talking about like another believer literally sinning. I mean, if Melissa's having an affair, yeah, I'm not going to say something. I got to say something. I mean, that's <laughs> biblical, but we're just talking about like these kinds of personal convictions. I Everyday heard, decisions. Yeah. I heard like, a long time ago, there's like biblical convictions and personal convictions and every mm-hmm. family is going to have different personal convictions. What mm-hmm. age your kids get a cell phone? What, what rating you watch on movies? Do you listen to swear words? You know, those are personal convictions. And then there's biblical convictions. It's like, okay, there's no gray here. Like it's really black and white. And, and so, but people don't get to judge us and we don't get to judge people for their personal convictions if we have a different conviction. And so, you know, maybe my budget for what I allow myself to spend on my hair is different than someone else. And they have a strong conviction about mm-hmm. that but it doesn't mean that they should judge me. So let's say that person, I feel yep. like they're judging me. And I just go and say, Hey, are you like questioning how much I spend on my hair? Mm-hmm. And that can be an open conversation. And honestly, this is the best thing we can do in relationships because the more we have these honest conversations, the less these conversations turn into fights. It's the true. Here it is to just have, have the conversation and people can leave tearless and angry lists. And Melissa and I know that because that's, how we usually have our conversations and my husband mm-hmm. and I and other friends. And yeah, what were you going to say? I was just going to say that is exactly where, what we've built our relationship on over the last decade is mm-hmm. just ticking these things off, getting them out of the way, instead of letting them sit there and 
fester and other things. Cause what happens is that if, if Rachel hurts me or if I hurt Rachel and we don't deal with it, whether it's intentional or not, because most of the time we hurt people unintentionally. Most of, most of us are loving adults who care about people and care about the people in our life. We're not, our goal isn't to hurt them, but that doesn't mean we're not having a bad day and things don't come out wrong. So even if we do hurt someone, um, if we address it or if we don't address it, then the next thing that is said is going to hurt even more. And the next thing that's going to said is going to hurt. And we're going to start hearing things that aren't maybe even being said. And it just becomes this big, ugly wound through a lens or a filter. That's not even accurate. So, yeah, I was just watching. So this is a really funny example, I think, and it maybe isn't funny, but it is in my head. So I, Bill (laughs) Bill and I love, um, the movie, the big, or the show, the big bang theory. And there was, um, where the main female character needed to borrow some money from one of the male characters and he could care less. He's like, I don't use this. Take it, take what you need. You'll pay me back when you can. And he literally could not care less. And yet she was like, so assuming his judgment on her that she like everything she did, she was like biting his head off, like yelling at him. And he's like, I don't even know what's happening. I'm not worried about the evidence. No, that's true. (laughs) It was such a good example of it. (laughs) Well, we are kind of wrapping up our time here. So do we have a challenge for people? you have a challenge for people. Oh, I do. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I guess the challenge would be that every time we do one of those three things, we judge someone, we feel we, uh, sorry, we assume judgment or we know Mm -hmm. we're being judged. So those three things, we have the choice every single time to turn those thoughts, whatever it is into prayer for the Mm -hmm. other person. And Mm -hmm. I think it's the best way to soften our hearts, to deepen the relationship, um, and, and, and I guess the additional challenge would be and pray about if you're supposed to have a conversation with the person. Yes, for sure. Absolutely. And, and if they come judge- into it swinging, that never goes well, come into <laughs> it, ask that I will not have the conversation until you have brought me down to a level where I can be open and, and communicative and humble yeah. and not pointing fingers. Exactly. Yeah. So, all um, right. Well, we talked a lot into that episode. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for joining us, you guys, and we'll see you in two weeks. Thank you. Bye. Okay, bye.